Welcome to episode 480 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 480 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Good. Good morning, Bevan. <laughs> He's a funny guy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying good morning. No, but we, we had to stop recording for some reason. He said top of the morning to you. And Where's we're that tra- from, Bevan? Well, that's Where's- what I'm trying to figure out. Oh. Top of the morning. Let, let me have a look. Top of the morning to you. I Am Talk is proudly brought to you by... Athlinks.com. And wait a second, you meant oh, to say oh, that? Oh, for, um, oh, come on, you're you're gonna, you've got to play the game. Your one stop shop for all your results <laughs> and extreme endurance. Get rid of those sore legs. And also, we've got to always thank our patrons Julia Jones, Cleopatra, Dan, the man, Cole, Michael, the hawk thread gold, Aaron, the interpreter, Hurwitz, and G- Gear. Golden Shoe, Gear Old Golden Shoes, Johansson. That's a great name. Okay, here we go. The origin of the phrase, top of the morning to you. Mm-hmm. Does anyone know where the meaning of the top of the morning comes from? Okay, here we go. The phrase is Irish in origin, but is now very rarely used in Ireland. So the Irish don't actually use it, except for stereotypical Irishisms. Uh, it simply means the best of the morning to you. <laughs> I would have wow. never figured that one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the idea of Unhomogenized milk? Homogenized? Sure Homogenized, oh, sorry. Uh, with the cream rises to the top. An appropriate response might be simply, thank you. So there you go. So it's right. Irish. Okay. So now we know. So now you don't need to ask me that question again. Can you do an Irish accent? No. Oh, come on. We live Irish is taking over Christchurch. Oh. Top of the morning, do you? Yeah, okay. Is it, is it Irish? You just said it was. No, but do you think it was? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> love. I talk is proudly brought to you, but we've already, already done, done that. that. Oh, this week's show, team. What's happening in this week's show? Well, first of all, it's a pretty, pretty traditional show today. It is. It's not even a coach's corner. It's a bit no. disappointing in that. Mm-hmm. You've been busy, have you? I've had a few things on. It's okay. <laughs> How's your study going? It's going all right. Yeah. Got a bit of chemistry in the human body tonight. Oh, human we body. about the endocrine system last week, bit of the, uh, what was the week before? I can't even remember. Too much content in my exams Looking real good at this stage <laughs> How's your exam? I can't remember yeah. <laughs> When did your exam? I don't have an exam till the end of the year How much are you studying? So you got your Not course Not enough uh, John mm. you want They to say for You know For each of my courses I'm doing You get three hours of uh, Sort of face-to-face time You have an hour lecture And sort of two hours of Tutorials, lab stuff, yep. and so if that's three hours, then you should match that with another three hours. Yep. That's not quite happening. I think if you did that three hours, this course would be a breeze. Question then is, is your philosophy C's get degrees? No, I got, uh, what did I get last time? I think I got a, I think I got a B plus last oh, time. Oh, you weren't that confident B+ after that one, were you? Yeah, no, I think it was all right. Oh, mate, you're intelligent. Yeah. You yeah. need to study. That's right. No, I do study. I just don't study enough. Okay, well, this week's show. We've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. Statistic. High five, and it's better. It's better. There's no coach's corner. Oh, wow! There's plenty of content guaranteed. Our one hour guarantee. I'll give you the one hour guarantee. We'll easily get an hour out. Okay. Well, it's because we waffle. Got some good news We've already items. Two minutes waffling. Got some good, new, interesting news items this week. There's no racing on either. Well, no, no, no. So iron distance racing. Well, we did have some races, John. Let's look at the news. First of all, we had. Zoffingen. This is a great race. And Good old Emma Pauly. She smashed it. She, she won Embryman a few weeks ago. I know. So the, the Zoffingen 
duathlon. I didn't realise it was the ITU long distance world champs. Yeah. Just read that. Well done to these guys. Uh, well, the ITU duathlon world champs. Yeah. Duathlon world yeah. champs. So it's a run 10k, bike 150k, run 30k. That's hard enough in its own right, but this is a really challenging course. You go over quite a lot of hills on the bike and also on the run. It's uh, an event that's just got a huge tradition. It's been around for a long, long time. You will have heard us talk before. It used to be a big money race. You'd have Mark Allen, Scott Molina, Aaron Baker, all those guys doing it in the the nineties, and it was uh, it was one of you know it was right up there in terms of. Kona was Kona, but then you had these other races, the big money races, and they attracted a fantastic field. The funny thing is, I know it's probably not what it used to be, mm. but it's still around. It's a world champs. Mm. It's probably one of those only races from that time that has at least survived. Yes. Like, I know we've got Nice, but that's an Ironman now, and it's a completely it, different beast. It's completely it? different. It used to be a different distance. So, yeah, there's a few. I mean, uh, Germany was probably still one of the big ones, but in terms of those real classics... Yeah, yeah. There's not too many around. Yeah, yeah. Like Ironman New Zealand's moved from Auckland. Um, Ironman Australia, you know, used to be in Foster, and that's moved. Not, not quite Forster. sure. Uh, not Forster. <laughs> and Ironman Japan, not quite sure. That sort of moved all over the place. So, yeah, I'd say Germany is probably one of the few of the real early traditional ones that's still around. I've got a quick question here on Facebook. It's John. Of all athletes to have raced all four distances, Ironman 70.3, ITU Olympic, and Exterior, normalising each other to make them equivalent weight, who would be the best across all disciplines? That's one of those stupid questions. that hasn't really got an answer. Well, we, apparently Javier Gomez. That's, that's what, true. That's what people have I was, I was literally, well, he hasn't raced iron distance yet. No, he probably isn't, is he? No. No. So, hey. Stupid questions. Yeah. So Twitch no such thing as a stupid question, but... Well, you just said it was a stupid question. Yeah. It was a question you can't really answer <laughs> categorically. I know, but it's just stupid questions people can vote. In terms of other people have done really well, you know, Michaeli Jones, she won over most distances. We were, I think Erin Baker is one of the few that won world titles at Did she win the distance. Yes, she did. I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. did they didn't sure have a half back in those days, did they? They didn't have a half world championship. No, so she, I'm pretty sure Erin's won duathlon, sprint, Olympic, and Kona. That's impressive, eh? Mm. Jumbo, the question I have, when did half come into peace? Don't know. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Well, Australia, it was very strong in Australia for a long time. Because you had to qualify. To, to qualify. Yeah. And that, wasn't, that was within the last 10 years that changed. Like it was, because mm. I remember when I was in, uh, working in America in 2004, a friend of mine wanted to do the Ironman and he was trying to qualify at the half. I would have thought it would have been around about that time that it started to change. Anyway, uh, let's actually get to these results of the ITU World Long Distance Champs in Zofingen. Emma Pooley, as Bevan said, is backed up from Embram not too long ago, and she took it out. She previously, I think, set a course record there. This year she was a little bit slower, 7.01.49 for an 11-minute victory. So she's an um, ex-Olympic cyclist, uh, Julia Vil. Wilhelmna from Germany was uh, second 9.12 and Suzanne Svensson from Denmark was third in 7.20 and then on the guys side of things you had uh, Frenchie, Gail Lee Balak, I think Slowtwitch haven't quite got their results right here because they've got 5.20 for him and I think he went 6.20 unless he won by an hour and four minutes from Seppi Olden from Belgium and Sori Bysrup from Denmark. Now I'd love to know if this first run that they do is accurate there. So it's 10K, but these dudes were spanking it out in uh, 30, 13, and oh, 30, 14. And that's, that's, pretty that's fast. 
it's not crazy, crazy fast, but when you've got to back it up with a 150k ride, ride and a 30k run, I'm thinking maybe it's a little bit short. <sighs> but if anybody's got a GPS on that, I'd love to know if it's accurate. Okay, John, anything else about that race? No. Okay, so I did my research while you were doing your talking. Mm-hmm. And Ironman 70.3 history, uh, the 70.3 series started in the first Ironman branded race was Ironman Half UK in 2001. So the half IMM was 2001, was the first half well, branded. Well, the first branded, yeah. yeah. And then the series changed to a 70.3 in 2005. Mm-hmm. But the first non-WTC half distance race, in the, uh, not under the WTC umbrella, have a guess what year? Oh, it would have been, I don't know, 1990? No, probably before that, 85? 79. Right. Okay. Super Frog Triathlon. Yeah, that's still around. Is it really? I'm pretty sure WTC may have taken it over in the last year or two, I think. Okay, well, the original idea for multi-sports endurance was, oh, no, that's, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Super Frog, yeah, Super Frogs, yeah. So there you go. Nice. Armstrong did it. Armstrong did it in 2012. Mm. Turned out he was a drug cheat, that guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue into the next topic. Oh, here we go. <laughs> See, so I'm always we, thinking ahead, Newsom. There was very few races on at the weekend, but one that I, I want to mention was the Girard Mare XL. Uh, this, it's only a half-distance race, but if you're ever looking for a really cool half-distance race to go and do in a beautiful part of the world, it's in France. It's a really, really nice race. Beautiful lake, nice run out there, riding through. You've done it? Tra- I've, I've done the sprint race there, but it's quite close to where I used to stay in France. Cool, cool race. So if you want to go check it out, Girard Mare Extreme XL Triathlon. And uh, we had Joe Gambles finish second there. But what was interesting was a few people got a bit fired up about this because a guy called Hector Guerra from Spain took it out. He swam 27, so he was he lost about uh, four minutes to Joe in the swim. He rode eight minutes into Joe Gambles, who had the second fastest spike split there. Uh, and then he ran a 124 to hold on for the win by about 15 seconds. People are pretty fired up because he's a former cyclist who got busted for drugs. Oh, so he definitely has been busted, has he? Because yes. Manuel King on Twitter went on and said that, sorry, feeling sorry for Joe Gambles for second place behind an X drug cheat, but he put question mark next to X, and I think you kind of want to know that for a fact before you go put it on Twitter. No, he's a drugs cheat, and he's wondering if he's an X drugs cheat oh. or his drugs cheat. You got to be careful doing it. Yeah? I don't know. Don't know. You know, because I know when we were always talking about our friend Lance, who got done for drug yeah. cheating, we'd always say allegedly. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know? that was that made it all fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I can say anything as long as I say. Janine Colon took out the girls' race from Alexandra Tondra and. I'm a Mullen. Okay. Well, you notice how I said that third one quietly because we always get yeah. it wrong. <laughs> we never get it right. Okay, Jombo, uh, we've now have the official Kona start list out. Now, let's look at this and also let's look at who's not on the list. Okay, well, I think that I always like to look at the last few qualifiers. So on the guys' side of things, if we say start at 50th, you got uh, Mike Twelsick, Victor Del Corral, Fraser Cartmel, Daniel Brecher, Mikel Tino, Luke Bell, Matt Schrabot, uh, Jeremy These people Jewitz. haven't qualified. No, they have, they, and Justin Deere. I thought there was only 50 people in. Well, there was only 50, but then you've got all your automatic qualifiers and oh, things like that. So I thought that the automatic qualifiers meant there was only, what do you took out of that? No, no. Oh, so you got, back it up. you got your 50 top ranked, and then you've got your four or five regional champions, champions, and then your previous champions. previous champions in there as well. 
uh, on the girl girl side of things, the last few qualifiers. So the girls again get stiffed here because uh, they've, well, they've got 42 qualifiers by the look of it. Uh, last few there, Sarah Pampiano from uh, the States, Caitlin Snow, Sophie Goose and Lauren Wasner. Now did I see, someone sent me a, on Twitter, I never got on Twitter but I went on Twitter the other day, Marino is he in? Oh, well, he's definitely qualified. No, no, he's it. going. He apparently put on Twitter, I'm going. Yes, he's number 14. Yep, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he lied to me post-interview when yes. he was dying and he said, I'm never coming back to this place. Yeah. When he wasn't happy after the end of that race, he yeah. said, no, I'm not going back. Well, it's a drug he loves, John. It's a, f- a few other names that we were a bit unsure about. You know, Jordan Rapp, he recently won a race. Uh, I think it was, was, yep. it, was it Texas? I think it he's was. Down. He's down. Terenzo Bozzoni, we're sort of wondering about him as well. So, look, Andreas Raylert is right up there in 35th. Uh, cupcakes, cupcakes with Cal, Cal Millwood. Is uh, Pete Jacobs racing? Yep, he's number 11. I thought, I thought after he kind of made that post about his kind of struggles he's had recently that he was taking a step back. But Well, uh, you certainly wouldn't have him on your start list as a favourite. Yeah. Because he has really shown very, very little in the last few years, sadly. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see anybody really missing out that's... Uh, Going to trouble the scoreboard too much? No, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head, but there's often be- a couple of people who you go, wow, they didn't make it. And a few on the girls' side of things were wondering who, whether they'd make it or not. Corrine Abraham, she's uh, snuck in there. Uh, Annabelle Luxford's down on the start list, number 130. She could shake things up. She's a very good short course, uh, half-distance race. Don't, don't think she's done too much at Ironman yet. And, yeah, by and large, they're all there. Issue I've still got with all this whole qualifying thing, and the reason why sort of the girls have got a fair gripe is the girls don't quite have to follow the same path as the guys, and they tend to have to race a lot more and accrue a lot more points. So the system has got to change at some stage because it's still a bit broken. Well, it'll be interesting to see once the ownership changes, will we see a change? Nah, (laughs) (laughs) it's got nothing, it's not going to change anything. Not going to change a thing because yeah. it's the same people steering it's the just, boat, John. Yeah, exactly. Oh, peasants. Yeah. Okay, John, but we've got a few races coming up. I'll pass that on next time we interview Andrew Messick. Say, Bevan thinks you're a peasant. Yep. Messick. Yeah, pe- I actually don't mind pe- um, Messick, but. I thought <laughs> you don't mind peasants? Yeah, I don't mind peasants either. No, I think <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Messick, Andrew Messick's a nice guy. I like him. <laughs> okay, I'm in Wales. It's okay. coming up. It is coming up. It's one of the... the oh, no, back it up. Sorry, I went yeah, ahead of myself. You did. Uh, athlete banned for cutting courses now. This is really <laughs> fascinating. Is this it? is a rank story. It's, I can't believe it. What so a cheat. We've got this um, Canadian woman who went and did uh, Ironman Canada. Julie Miller? Yeah. And she was and originally declared the winner of the female 40 to 44 division in the 2015 race, getting her slot for Kona. And she's won like ITU World Championships. Yeah. She, like, she's been a very successful athlete, it turns out, yeah. John. And so they've ended up, they've uh, DQ'd her in both Ironman Canada races for not this just not just this year because they sort of analysed her uh, photographical evidence and timing data for known points along the course, and they've shown shown that she's cut the course on more than one occasion, and so they, they worked it out. So they got some photos of her. Some people commented that you know, they worked out she, she she came off the bike and her timing transponder mysteriously disappeared on more than one occasion, and if you work out the splits. 
minutes, then she must have run a, th- a three twenty seven. Yeah, which for female forty forty four is pretty quick. Yeah, it's doable. Not, but it's, not, it's doable, but yeah. it's not ridiculous. But they worked out she that... She'd run the first half in like 1.22. Yeah, first, that means she had... They've got a photo of her on the course, and so they've worked out, obviously, the people around her, where she was at, meant, yeah, she needed to do a 1.22 for the first part of the course for 22 kilometres. And the second half, then, she did in 2.05. So I'm thinking 1.22, that yeah. is moving. Yeah. That's Rennie Carfrey yeah. level. Yeah, So they've clearly... Put the dots together and bust her, and it's. I just think if you get caught once, why would you then go and do the same thing again? Or maybe she didn't quite get caught the first time, thought she'd get away with it. But also the fact that she is. I'm curious about the day. So when you cheat, what does she do? Well, the picture here, in her picture, she's got a a sweatshirt on, so her her race number is not showing on the front, Uh. and you just mysteriously take your transponder off. Yeah, but what do you do? Do you just. Because you obviously... Well, you don't do an out and back. You just sort of miss maybe miss an out and back or something like that. Yeah, I'm just curious about the, the Or you technique. turn around early. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting about, like, did, yeah, did you have to wait out some time? Because you obviously had to figure out when to come in. Mm. You know, it's, it's still a bit of a kind of, well, not much of a science, but a bit of a science <laughs> towards figuring out, okay, well, if I want to win my age group, I need to do, let's say, 10 and a half. Yeah. So I need to make sure that I come in at that time. Yeah. Oh, I don't get people like that. And the fact that she, I think... Anybody who went to the ITU World Long Distance Champs in China last year, she won the age group, they might be scratching their head going, really? I suppose the real question is, is how often does this happen in our sport? Because mm. in fairness, I'm curious how often do they lose transponders? Just mm-hmm. genuinely, I wonder how many athletes actually lose their transponders. Mm. And then second of all, is this something that, you know, we, is probably happening more than we're aware of? Because mm-hmm. it's actually an easy way to cheat, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you get away with it pretty easily. Yeah, if it's just stop of an aid station, run the different direction. Yeah, have a drink, then run the different direction on the way back. With transponders these days, it is a bit more. You, you've got yeah. to be a bit more cunning about it. In the past, when you didn't have transponders, you could probably get away with it pretty easily. Yeah, um, but these days, you know, there's at each turn you've got to get around there, and it's got to beep. So you've got to be pretty cunning. What you do is you just sprint up someone who's really fast. You pat them on the back. You drop in yes. their back pocket. Nice thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice yeah. thinking. Yeah. Well, you're a cheat. <laughs> you, you cheat um, I hate cheats Because they just ruin it I do You know like someone else like, Luckily this person's been found So someone else is going to get Kona slot But someone else lost that moment Like in New Zealand In the Olympics In the last Olympics We have a very very good shot putter Called Valerie Adams Dominated shot putting world For the last What 10 years eh? She's mm. been She's a phenomenal athlete And at the Olympics Was it a Russian lady? I think oh, no, she was like in Belarus And she she won, she beat our girl, and then within days it found out she was a cheat. Mm. And it was like, it was such a killjoy for Valerie, because, mm. you know, like, sure, she gets the medal in the end, but mm. at the end of the day, that moment of glory was really taken away from her, and, mm. you know, it's just such a selfish act. It was like, if you're a cheat, don't do it. Stop it. There you go. Bevan's oh. spoken. I've never cheated, John. Yeah. <laughs> never. Not even, okay, maybe a little bit of Monopoly when I was younger. Okay, Jumbo. You know what's really funny? Because my mum always calls me a cheat. Because when I was a kid, you know, everyone cheats yeah. when they were a kid. And my mum's put this label on me being a cheat. Yeah. So we went out temper bowling with the family. Mum was the biggest cheat of all. Really? Yeah. Not happy. Anyway, 
coming up this weekend we've got Ironman Wales coming up it's a great course I love that Welsh, that Welsh course I've watched it on YouTube a few times brilliant course slowed out the office so last year we had Matt Trotman take it out in 9.07 which really shows how slow that course is only, it only looks like we've only had one guy break the 9 hour barrier Sylvian Rota from France in 2012 went 8.52 um, and then last year we had Amy Forshaw from the UK won it in 10.57 Goodness me, the year before, Lucy Gossage, the old Gossinator, was uh, was over an hour quicker. So this year it looks like Torsten comes to the rescue. I had a quick look trying to find the start list. It wasn't anywhere. Torsten comes to the rescue again. He's predicting that that Andre Vestica is going to take it out in 8.46 from Marcus Tomsky in 9.01, and he's going to predict that Mauro... Birch from Switzerland is going to come in at 9.01 as well. Could be a tight race for second place. Border. Oh, sorry. 9.10, 9.16, 9.16. I was looking at the wrong column. Then on the girls' side of things, uh, you got Anya Berenik and Emma Pooley's listed down again to come in. I'd be surprised if she's going to double up um, again. And Tineke van der Berg from Holland is seeded number three. Probably the one note for me in this one is Jesse Thomas is listed on oh, the yeah. start list. He's unrated on Torsten's uh, ratings, uh, and I don't recall him ever having done an iron distance race before. So if he is, may well be his iron debut. And if it is, he would be uh, a man to watch. Jumbo, mm-hmm. while you were doing that, I found out what the Welsh good morning is. Okay. It's border. Border. Border? Mm-hmm. How do you, how does, what's a Welsh accent? Oh, it's very odd. Is it really? Mm. Huh. There you go. That's my explanation. <laughs> Welsh, you're very odd. Border. They, they've got an, a file here where you can play it, but it doesn't seem to work. Wait a second, let's have a look. Borida. 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 Borida to you. Borida to you. My Irish, English, <laughs> Scottish. Blend oh, into weird. one. Yeah, Some people call it Chinese even. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge Weymouth is coming up as well. It doubles as the European long course champion. It's got 50k euro uh, as the winners. So got about 500 people racing the full, 700 people racing the half. It's My, yeah, it's pretty good. My question is, uh, I looked at the start list and I haven't really got it in front of me. I was looking at it yesterday. It is uh, it's the ETU European Championships it's a pretty weak, thin field. Oh, really? Not taking anything away from the guys that they're, they're going out there, they're racing their guts out, but, but they're they not... But they can't blame the field. Yeah, you they're not yeah. top 10 in the world sort of athletes. Why do you sort of bother having a championship race when year after year it's not going to attract a quality field? So this is the European long course championships. So um, in, the, in the race, so the Challenge Weymouth, they've got um, okay numbers. They've got 500-odd in the full, about 700 and a half, and... I just think that's going to be an ongoing theme that we're going to go on and on about with challenge races around the world and other non-WTC races. The way they're going to succeed is to have that half and full combo. Um, as long as they're getting sort of five, 600, I think the full is still uh, something they should pursue. If you start getting below that, then it does become a bit lonely, I think. Um, but yeah, so Challenge Weymouth coming up. Also at got- the same time, you can argue that that's the traditional kind of Ironman experience. And in some ways, going to a race where you've got 200 people there, which is a lonely experience as an athlete. It's kind of cool as well because it is a bit more of that personal journey. You wait till this week's discussion of the week, Bevan. Oh, back it up. 
Okay. There we go. Okay. Back it. I'm going to wait to that, John. <laughs> Challenge Almira is also coming up this weekend. It is. This is, comes back to what you were saying earlier on, Bevan. It's their 35th anniversary this oh, year. There you go. And they've actually got record numbers. Uh, they've got. Uh, when I had a look at the list, they've got six or seven hundred odd in the full, about eight hundred and a half. But I literally just got a press release through before, and they can have over two and a half thousand athletes competing over the weekend. 35th edition of. It used to be called just the um, Almira Triathlon, but it was either one or two years ago, it changed over to Challenge. And on Friday night, they have a, uh, a kids race. And then on Saturday, they've got 1,392 participants taking part in the full and half distance race. So good on them. Okay, we also have I'm in Wisconsin, but that's a non-pros race. So we haven't really got much of a look at the field there. We've also got heaps of WTC yeah, Non-WTC races, John. So we've got their Spirit in Canada. We've got Challenge Almero we mentioned, Iron Basque in France, the Capital Man in the States, Evergreen Endurance in France, Challenge UK, Challenge Cedar Point, and that's it, but quite a few this weekend. Okay, Rob, oh, John's ITU update, Edmonton, what happened, Jombo? What yeah, kind of race was it? Miserable, this time of the year in Canada, you're dicing with death if you want to put on a race, and they diced with death and they got it wrong. Oh, I had, what, what do you mean? It was, so uh, I, I just flicked it on when yesterday morning when I was sort of uh, checking in on a few things, and you see the people on the start list, they've got the, the full, the, the girls had the full oh, sort of wetsuit material, uh, you know, skull caps is on. It, is it raining? They had towels around them. One girl had a towel just covering her face, and it said down the bottom it was seven degrees, and it was raining and terrible wind chill as well. Uh. It looked miserable, and not surprisingly, you had a pom take it out, and Vicky Holland, she's been having a great year, but uh, she's probably well used to those conditions. And then on the guys' side of things, you had Richard Murray uh, take out uh, Javier Gomez on the run. It was a sprint distance. Strong field? No, not. It wasn't the strongest field because then these guys are going to move on to the grand final in Chicago next week. Who's no, going to win a, this year? A, a, it's a week after next. Gomez? Who's, who's going to win this year? Uh, Gomez, I think, should win the series. So he'll be the world champion. Yep. Um, unless things go really <coughs> badly. The final race, I don't know if it's double points or if it's just a, a lot more points, but he's he's in a pretty good position, so he'll probably take it out. But in terms of that particular race, um, yeah, it'll either just it's, at these days it's a lot harder to pick. Normally you'd go Brownlee will just smoke it, yeah. but he's not as good as, you know, not as dominant as what he was. And then Gomez is in great form, and if, if it comes together in a big bunch, then Moeller and Murray are a bit of a threat, so... Makes it interesting. Are you excited about it? Yeah, but it's not it's not as exciting as the good old days when it used to be a standalone world championship. So you, you don't like the way it is now? Um, I would prefer there still to be a series champion, but I think the world champion should be a, a one-off race. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rob Lyon sent through an email just saying if it's a quiet news week, which it kind of, oh, it's been a okay news week, but he's just saying Joe Skipper finished third in the British 100 metre time trial championship. 100 mile. 100 mile, sorry, 100 metres. Yeah, <laughs> Ready to go. Yeah. 100 mile TT championships and a 333.41. It gets them to the top 30 of all time. It's pretty impressive. 100 metre bike race would be interesting. It would be, wouldn't it? What gear would you use? Because you see them when they do the the, the thousand, um, the 1K the, the kilo on the track, yeah, they have this monster gear, and it takes them about a lap to get on top of it, yeah, and then they're just absolutely smoking. But you, you wouldn't be using that, but would for you? A hundred meters from it's like a standing oh, start. Just, my, my my era here has started a new event at the Olympics. Yeah. Question is, who would win, the sprinter or the cyclist? Oh, the sprinter or cy- oh, the, the sprinter yeah. easily won. Yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah, easily. 
Yeah, no, it takes a little Imagine, while. okay, here's a triathlon 400-meter race yeah. <laughs> or 300-meter triathlon race. So you have a 100-meter swim. Mm-hmm. No, but the swim would dominate. They get too mm. much an advantage, eh? Mm. So what would be equivalent? Maybe 50 meters, 25-meter swim? Well, 25-meter swim uh, with a dive start is going to take you um, 12 seconds. Okay, like yep, okay, 12 seconds. Okay, mm. the 100-meter bike, 100-meter sprint. Mm. Oh, John, I've just started a new event. That's what they should be pushing at the Olympics. Bugger yeah. this team's work. Yeah. That'd be a fun event, wouldn't it? You should do that on Epic Camp. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. The Bevan James Isles, I want the official name of it. The Bevan James Isles. Would you swim in your shoes? That's a really good question. Yeah, you would. You wear those Nike, those, those mm. sock ones. Mm. You would, you would. Yep, mm. you'd have to. Because mm. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be barefoot on the bike. You'd be barefoot on the run yeah. easily. But you just want like some Vibrams or mm. you want just something for some, you know, to kind mm. of protect the soul a little bit. Anyway, back to Joe Skipper. He did oh, finish. Joe Skipper. I'm on my race to go happen. Third and 100 mile champs. That's a long way to time trial. In three hours 33. Got him in the top 30 of all time. Lucy Gossage was the fastest lady in 348. That's pretty impressive. Only be uh, 14 minutes behind on that. She's the second fastest ever. Wow. Nice. But that's not a race that really happens anywhere. It's not oh, like the Poms are a different breed. <laughs> the Poms are a different breed. Yeah, they, I reckon it's just about the only country in the world that does this sort of stuff. Because who was the young guy? Um, Phil Graves. Who was it? Phil uh, Graves. Yeah. yeah. He, he did really well one year in this he field, did. didn't he? Yeah. Okay, I'm going back to my race. What I want this week, someone to do, get with your triathlon club this week and say, I've got an idea. And say, well, Bevan James always has an idea. Mm-hmm. And at your training, at your pool, Especially if you've got an outdoor pool that's closest to a kind of a park where you mm-hmm. can actually make it work, mm-hmm. like maybe like a jelly park would be a good place to do it, couldn't you? No, but um, what's Papua New High, the, whatever the pool is here. Yep, there's yep. another pool we could use. Okay. 25 metre sprint or swim, 100 metre bike. Mm-hmm. So what, and what we'll allow is someone can be there holding the bike up. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to jump on your bike, go for 100 metres, mm-hmm. drop the bike, cone it in, and you've got, we'll give you five metre transition. So you get out of the pool, you've got to be on your bike within, what, 10 metres maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and you've got to ride it, and you get 10 minutes to get off your bike, and you go sprint 100 metres. Do it this week. Bevan, we've had a few issues with our 10-year anniversary camp with around the date and stuff. Oh, are you going to change it on me? I don't know. Because, well, tell me now, because I've been asked to voice the race. And I said I couldn't. And oh. I'm meant to be going to Suk So Lay with my parents that night as well. Oh. Okay, well, we'll sort out a date. If it ends up being too late... In, in, in terms of late to March or into April, yeah. the swim could be a little bit fresh, so we might we could potentially flag that. If we do, we could go out to um to, my, to, my to Graham Condon and we could do it. The bike would be on the grass because it's at it's at all right. It comes out of the swim. So we go across fun, the field, eh? slipping across the field. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do. So wait, we are going to change the date because I'll go back to oh, the race. I haven't. Uh, we'll sort it out after the show. <laughs> we don't need to discuss that one on air. Okay. So Rob Lyons, thanks for sending that through. Okay, Jumbo sponsor. Athlinks.com. Yes. So we're talking about these challenge races earlier on, and you know, one of these races that has changed to challenge is uh, Ironman Canada that used to be in Penticton. And what they're also doing next year is they are going to sort of ITU long distance. Yeah. So that because uh, the World Championships are going to be in 2017. Yeah. So mm. the 3K swim is it 3 or 4K swim? I forget. Uh, it used to be 4K. I think it might be 3K now. Oh, 3K OCS. swim. Do you get those years? Yep. 120K bike and 30K run. What this led me to believe, or led me to thinking, what about all those people that did Ironman Canada in the first 25 years or whatever of that, result, of, of that race? Now, Ironman's taken over the race, 
They've moved Ironman Canada to Whistler, so all their results are just going to be Whistler. They're not going to have the last 20 years. Challenge aren't going to have the last 20 years of Ironman ra- no. racing there. So if you've done Ironman in those years, you're you, kind of a bit screwed. In terms you're dead of, to the world. You're racing, the world. You didn't even do the race. But How wait. Can you prove it? You can. Oh, back it up. You can go to Athlinks, and then they're going to have, you know, they've got a big chunk. They've got races all the way back to 1987 they've got for Ironman Canada, so we'll, we'll just pick. Wait, wait, don't, don't, talk, I'm gonna, don't, don't, don't go to 87. Okay. I go to eighty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if they've got it on there. Oh, they don't. <sighs> okay, I'm going to find that. Loading. Nineteen ninety-five. They have. Oh. I've just picked out that one, and Michael McCormick took it out it's from Stefan Harting. He went eight thirty-one, won by eleven minutes, and then the first athletes finisher back then was in twenty-eighth place, David Carmen, and then Brad Van Wert was third, and John Quinn was. No, John Quinn was third, Brad, Brad Van Wert was second. I wonder what John Quinn's doing with his life now. You know? John like, Quinn? Okay, yeah. we'll click on see if he looks like he's still active or not. Oh, that's a good idea. See? There you go. So we can do some athletic <coughs> stalking. Is John Quinn still... Doesn't look like it. He just looks like he's claimed... <coughs> wow, well, I'm looking at 96 here, Jonbo. Thomas Hellriegel took it out. Mm-hmm. Hell on Wheels, they used to call him John. He smashed it. Wow, look at the differences in time this year. Okay, so Thomas Hellriegel... Don't look at, don't pull it up because I'm okay, talking about I'm not, that. I'm not. He did 8.09. Peter Reid got second. How much further behind him do you think he was? 15 minutes. Pretty good, actually. <laughs> 17 minutes. <laughs> right. But then third place, Ken Glar, what do you reckon he did? Another 15 minutes back. No. Nah, he did 8.51. Okay. So he's nearly 25 minutes back. Yeah. And then you had Paul Curry. Yeah. Jürgen Holberg. Okay. Hulberg. Jeff Devlin. Devlin. Yeah. Do you Jeff remember Jeff Devlin? Yeah, he was pretty good. He got third in Kona one year. Paul White. Remember him? No. Noel Harrington? No. No, there we go. Those guys are pretty good though. Scott Tinley? Yeah. He, was, he got down in like 15th, 16th. I tell a lie about John Quinn. He's, he was still active on Athletics until 2012. Did um, Ford Ironman Lake Placid. Went 12 25. A young Brian Rhodes. Oh. A young Brian Rhodes got 20th overall. Mm hmm. Jeepers creepers, this is 20 years ago nearly, Jombo. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but the gap between first and third was 40, 43 minutes. How regal did you smoke it on the bike? So we think how regal was slightly assisted? No, I don't know, who knows, but he, he just killed everybody on the bike. He really was, because he's not a big guy, eh? No. You know, no, like he's quite a, you know, just a compact yeah, small yeah. guy, isn't he? No, he was cranking it on the bike. Could he run? Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he had to run, you know, sub three in Kona to win his race, I think, from memory. Because he beat Mark, didn't he? No, he didn't no. beat Mark. He yeah. was leading the year when Mark came back, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. He had a massive lead. Massive lead. And I think he did run okay there. It's just Mark Allen ran some crazy fast time. I remember watching a video of Mark, and he was almost saying that was one of the proudest races he ever had. Because mm. he, even he thought, I can't do this, but mm. he just kept on pushing. So athletes.com, if you've got races that have disappeared, um, check it out. You know, you may, they may well have your results on there. Um, and whatever races you are doing, make sure you get them all updated well, on Well, another there. thing you can do, so if I go back to this Canada thing here, <clears throat> excuse me, um, if you, like, for example, Let's say you did Ironman Canada in 87, and it's not on there now. Well, what you can do is you can say, well, if the results ever do come up, I want to, I want to know. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, because I, I – Brian Payne. Remember Brian Payne? He sponsored us for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian Payne, he's waiting to see if any official results come up. So mm-hmm. if someone ever does find those results and puts mm-hmm. them up, you can say, okay, well, let me know when that happens. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing. Check it out, athlinks.com. Okay, John Bower, last week I had a great discussion of the week. Oh, Great. One of the best discussions of all time. Didn't so, get it. Again, 
I'm going to pull out, it's a stupid question, because there's not really an answer to it. John, what question has ever been a great question? <laughs> Don't pull out, it's a stupid question. What did you say earlier in the show, John? No such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> there you go. So you can't say you know, that I had a stupid question. Yeah. My great question was, which we want to look at, we want to know what country has been the most successful triathlon since it began back in the late 70s. Give us your reasons why for your answer. Here we go, Jumbo. Daniel, you, Canada. Despite nearly six months of winter, we produce lots of champions. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. They've got a, they had a lot of champions. Yeah. <laughs> Top country of all time? Uh no, well, the, again, it's an argument you're not going to win. Maybe per capita of triathletes, maybe no, they'll be very well. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, come on. How many Kona wins have we got? None. Yeah. How many Kona medals have we got? Uh, about five. I oh, know. You're a Baker one Kona. There you go. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, we've had two Kona just wins. checking you. Just checking <laughs> you onto it. I just thought men. I'm a sexist pick. <laughs> Canada did it pretty well though Melina I'm, I'm hopeless You know that But John You said I was on checking you on to us So we had two Kona wins And we've had a couple of medals With Cam Brown A couple of world champions mm-hmm. We've had How many world champions We've had ITU distance We've Bevan Bevan Aaron Did, did um, Well um, no, Rick Wells, uh, Rick Wells I don't know if that was official Or unofficial We're, we're claiming it We'll claim it and then we've had a couple of long distance ones, I think with Jenny Rose and some duathlon ones, one with Debbie Nelson. Debbie Nelson, she comes to my classes. Does she? Yeah. She's yeah. hardcore old Debbie. She's one of those people, she doesn't care about anything, just beating herself up. not coming everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an ugly training, but she's great. Um, and Olympics. Mm-hmm. Come on, team. Why did we even ask the question? It's obvious. Carry on. Let's see what other Mate Rides is trying to go for Australia. He's going to see Australia always has the podium finishes every year. If not uh, a couple of years in all distances, they seem to cycle guys and girls in and out without too much of a down cycle. Uh, you can't go count out Germany, though, especially for Ironman. Germany is always producing some powerhouses. Just wait until the German Australian child of the great Fernando Snowsaw comes in to dominate his or her parents. Yeah. What size child are they going to have? That's a funny one, isn't it? <laughs> he is massively tall and she is tiny. Anyway, With your kids, yeah. we, we, what genetics have they got? We, if, you're to be really, like, if you look at my daughter, you, you question if I'm the father. <laughs> you know, she doesn't look one bit like me at all. My daughter has none of my genetics at all. She's totally her mother's side of the family. Yeah. For your kids? They look quite a bit like me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tom's got that sharp intellect like me. <laughs> <laughs> And they're both incredibly athletically talented. <laughs> just like their just dad. Just like their dad. But Linda has nothing, nothing. to do with them. Here we go. Uh, Pike Reardon, Great Britain. Okay, it took a few years before we joined the triathlon party from across the pond, but when we did, we made a mark on the sport, starting with Simon Lessing, one of the greatest of all time, yep. and unbeatable for a while, along with Spencer Smith and Chrissy Wellington, and then you've got the current crop of uh, awesome athletes and Huge number of females, especially you know, with Joycey, Cave, Snow, um, Swallow, etc., etc. So, I'd agree, Great Britain are right up there. Michael Kearney's guy, I think Australia still has the lead here. He's like a commentator, Australia still in the lead here in the race. Uh, you don't even have to look at climate or per capita to see how strong Australia's history is. Currently, they sit second in the Olympics Games medal tally, second to Switzerland. In Ironman, post-US dominance in the early years, with three key athletes, Tinley, Scott and Allen, Australia has been on almost 
every podium and often standing in first place. It also shows its depth with the number of athletes who have been there. We know that there are only a few who have won Kona more than once in Australia, I believe, are the most with Rennie, Crowey and Macca. Also, in recent years, Australia has the top spot in the men's for six straight years over three different distances and eight years of being at the top if you include the females. If we look at ITU World Cup, Australia has the most titles there as well with 16 across the men and women's. The USA is closest with six. Australia also has the highest number of ITU world titles of 19. It's a pretty good argument. Where's Lamney? Lam- he doesn't need an argument. United States, I don't need stats or facts. The US is the best country. <laughs> USA! USA! He USA! Does, he yeah, does actually say that in his post. <laughs> James Botel, he's, he's, he's a wise man, John. He's yeah. called the wise man, just like you and your son. Per capita, New Zealand has consistently produced triathlete age group and pro success much higher than any of the countries. New Zealand also has about 10 sheep per person. So mm-hmm. it's probably not so much case now, eh? No, we're, we're like our cows now. Yeah, we're moved up. You can hug them a bit more. Yep. Uh, okay, who else will I go with? Uh, Ritz, good old Swanee says, not the United States. Certainly the sport was more American focused in the 80s and 90s when Mark Allen and co were dominating. Okay, I'll go my last one. Um... Matthew Bins, Australia, just because? Just because. There's no, there's no right answer to this, Bevan. Well, I think there's, there's probably four, there's obviously five countries. You've got the States, which dominated early, but have really let the ball down. Because what have the States have. done other right. than right now with the but, girls? Yeah, no, they've got a whole bunch of girls come through. But I'd agree. Yes, they did drop the ball. But really, in the last 15 years, what have the States done? Not a, not a great deal. No, they really haven't. Andy yeah, Potts is pretty good, but yeah. Yeah, but not. He hasn't won the championships yet. No, he's very good. Um, we have Canada. Mm. They're pretty good. Mm. Yep, a lot of good females. I would say British don't get it because they come out too late. No, that's rubbish. No, because we won a world championship yeah. in the eighties, John. Yeah, Lessing and Smith yeah, dominated for years. 90s. Late nineties. Yeah, what what era? What era are you putting all this t- on? All time, John. For okay. Since the beginning of try. Read the question. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you read the questions, you realise it's not a stupid question. Okay. I'm giving Great Ben a bit of love. I think they've done pretty well. Nah, I don't give it. I, I, okay, if I'm going to be, it's going to break my heart to John. I think per capita we win. Yes. But Australia. What about Spain? At the moment, you've got like three guys. You've got Gomez just crushing it. You've Who's got, one I'm got in? three or four. Who's one I'm in? Sorry? Who's one I'm in? Better. That's like that. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a theory And Lanos And Nico Lanos No he never he's won, he's won a lot of titles yeah, yeah, he's He was a high strength athlete A couple of years yeah. ago Is he even podium? He was he was leading Kona For a long well, time Until, until Crowley passed You were leading Ironman in South Africa It's <laughs> true there's a, there's a theory I can't remember what it's called uh, Where basically If someone pulls out The, the, the Nazi card In an argument you can't, you, The you argument's can't over yeah. <laughs> And I think that's your It's <laughs> a new theory I so I think per capita we take it. Yeah, because even age group we've we've done really well. Australia have I agree. Australia in in the ninety or sort of the late nineties, um, especially across all, uh, especially across Olympic distance. You go to a World Cup race and you get like five Aussies in the top five, yeah. men and women. Yeah. They were totally dominant. And look at what they've done in Ironman in last period of time. Mm-hmm. But it did take them a long time up until McKeeley Jones. Did they have anybody? Greg Welsh. Welsh? Yeah. So well, she was the first got, non-American to win it, wasn't he? Uh, or was it one of the Germans? Yeah, no, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yep, you're right. So, uh, so I was. Uh, much. Uh, hey, 
I'll give them love when they deserve it, John. Mm-hmm. Aussies, you are the world's best country at triathlon. Per capita, we take it out. Well, the French, the French do pretty well. Oh, Short course stuff. Probably a random countries. Yeah, the German. What about the Germans? Yeah, Germans. Times? Germans. Hey, uh, it was close. How many world titles have they got? Quite a few. Yeah, a Germans. Kona Germans titles. Could, could claim it because yeah. Germans. I wonder age group wise. Uh, very strong. Yeah, but in the. ITU distance. You've had Fredino won Olympic medal. Yep. You've had uh, Daniel Unger won ITU Worlds one year. But the Australians have won more Ironman World Championships, probably just. Because who, who's won? You've had yeah, you've got Curry, Macca, um, Keely Jones, Pete Cat Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, probably. So I'm, I'm Australia. Just it was neck and neck up to the finish line, John, and they come around the bed, and Australia just taken ahead recently. Uh, yeah, the Aussies are letting the ball down on the on the Olympic distance stuff. Who's going to win this year, but with Germany? They won it last year. Olympic distance. No, Ironman. Ironman. Oh, who knows? It's a lot of. You've got to say it's got to be Germany taking out the men's. Yes, I think you'd have where's, to say where's that. Where's Reef from? Uh, Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. We we are the best overall per capita. So actually, per capita, we always wins. Yes. Like the Olympics in New Zealand yep. is always good there. So we're on top. Yeah, we're on top. And then Australia. Probably the best in Germany, not far behind. That was a great discussion, John. This week's discussion, what do you got here? Stupid question. Great question. <laughs> this is flowed on from earlier on. Does having a half distance race at your sort of Ironman races detract from the event significantly, or does it not bother you, or do you find it positive? So, what sort of impact when you go to events, whether they're challenged, whether they're other races? Some Ironmans even have a half. You know, I think at Ken's they have a half. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you not care? I've got a question for you, which is somewhat a bit different. What if Ironman started adding Ironman half distances to an Ironman day that's already... Like Ken's, it's like, no, the race isn't doing so well, let's chuck a half in. Mm. But let's say they go Ironman New Zealand, which Mm. maybe when it's selling 1,500, Mm. and they go, let's do a half within this as well. How Mm. would you feel about that? They could... I'll answer that question next week. This is a different question I'm asking you now. Uh, I wouldn't like it. You wouldn't? You think it would distract too much? Yeah. Because you could start it at nine. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could have all the Ironman out there on the bike, mm-hmm. start the start the swim for these guys that, you know. Yep, I wouldn't like it. Okay. But it could make them a lot more money. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. Mm. Okay, John, I'm going to put some music on. That we've done pretty well, really, because, you know, we're already 45 minutes yep. into the this show. There's not a lot to come. <laughs> Here we we're, go. We're <laughs> Okay, so this John here, Joe, we've got Hey Hope All as well. I've got an age group of the week. And who's seen it through? Moose. Moose Marion Herring. Marion Herring. She's got Grace Gallagher. Is a young woman from Richmond who just completed her first Ironman at Muskoka. Muskoka. In March of 2014, her 16-year-old daughter collapsed and died oh, at the finish line at a half marathon from an unknown heart disease. Oh, that is so sad. Mm. 16. Mm. Oh, you poor thing. Her daughter was using running to fight for her severe depression. Oh, this is just a horrible story. Grace used this unthinkable tragedy to begin the Speak Up Foundation in honour of her daughter to raise awareness and money for her teenage depression. Grace and her husband, Dave, have been used running, riding and swimming to assist with their own grieving while inspiring others around them about fitness and triathlon. They both decided that they could work towards an Ironman to honour Cameron. Um... During Grace's first attempt at a half, she was pulled out from the swim in Florida. The strong woman continued to train and spread the foundation to support teenage depression. 
in Muskoka. Mm-hmm. Muskoka. Uh, she swam a 132. This is a pretty good swim mm-hmm. for somebody who got pulled out of your first swim. Yeah, 45 minutes to spare, 40 minutes to spare. Yeah, rode a 747 and ran a 452 for a 1433. 43. Sorry, 43. We watched online as she jumped across the finish line with joy and with sorrow. She had accomplished an incredible goal and honoured her daughter, Cameron. Our Richmond Steel Hammer Trial Club have seen lots of great races. We have seen multiple iron qualifiers and podiums, but nothing has inspired us like the Gallagher's. Triathlon is more than a finish line. Her story is on the Speak Up 5K website, and we'll put a link to that on www.iamtalk.me. Um, what a great story. Well, what, a, what a kind of sad but great story. Yeah. No, well, they've got a great community there. I think that's what's really cool about the, the guys at the Steel Hammer Tri Club. They've got a really cool community. They've got... Um, Lots of guys and girls racing, and then lots of the partners will come along, and they sort of just basically go on family trips and go to a race and uh, yeah, and, and have a good races. good social time. And yeah, apparently, you know, well, we had uh, good old Rob Spine Tingler Green. I was watching him at that oh. race trying to qualify, and apparently, you know, as as Moose said, they've had all these guys who made it Kona and things like that, and some really fast dudes. But they said that they've never experienced anything like what it was when Grace Gallagher cross that finish line after uh, going through what she has to get there and uh, raise awareness about teenage depression which is a big problem so man it's just like I'm just I'm just to speak up to 5k so they obviously put on a series of 5k races which is just about creating awareness and obviously fundraising for the foundation um just man it's so so sad and mm. just you know it's really cool that they've taken this tragic event to, to use it to have a purpose for their daughter's life so guys you're very very inspirational people if you guys want to check out what they're doing I'll put a link to it on www.iamtalk.me so Grace Gallagher you are our age, age group, group of the week, week. <coughs> okay Jumbo Ooh, music <laughs> I was going to do high five yeah <laughs> and uh, here's some music wait a second That's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> John loves that music. It's crap. <laughs> I got some aerobic. How do you say that word? Arabic. Aerobic. Arabic. Arabic. Arabic music. Yep. Yeah. Afghanistan it. sand rabbit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Here we go. So, okay, I've, tell me about it, Jumbo. I've, this, this week's stat is around Javier Gomez. And oh, I've been going go. on how much he's been racing. So I thought I'll get my little investigative hat on and see if I can try to work out how much racing he's actually done. So he kicked off with the ITU circuit uh, back in March. So it's been approximately 27 weeks since his sort of racing season commenced. <sighs> my tally of races that I had for him was at least 14 races wow. around the world in 27 weeks. And as the thing is, pretty much all of them he's been, like I know he's had a couple, like what was the race a couple weeks ago, were you like third? Uh, 70.3 worlds. Yeah. So there's been a couple where maybe he, or even third, God, you can't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's he was pretty much performed well. at all of these races, hasn't he? So uh, so what I tally, tallied up is on the ITU circuit, he's raced uh, 10 times. He's had one DNF. Um, I'll go through the rest of the results in a second. He went to Challenge Dubai, had a DNF there because you think it was either sick or injured. He won 70.3 in Staffordshire. Then he went to the World uh, 70.3 Champs. He also, I know, had a win at the French Grand Prix in Dunkirk and that was just the races that I found so what blows my mind is A he's raced basically every second weekend if not more since March at a high level 
at a very high level everywhere in the world. Yeah. He's raced in the Middle East. He's raced in New Zealand, Australia, Europe, America, and he's still going strong. His record on the ITU circuit, we're walking backwards from last weekend, was second, first, first, second, DNF, first, second, third, second, sixth. He's 32. Mm. You know, like you think of a young guy racing a lot. Mm. Well, you think when you start to age, you kind of be a bit more wiser. You know, look at look at the old guys back in the day. They'd race a limited amount of races, make sure they're kind of an A condition for it. But he's really disproving that theory, isn't he? He is. So bloody impressive. And the only way I can see him doing this is his races are his really hard workouts, you know. So you do a race, spend a few days recovering from it. Next weekend, you might do a little bit of intensity. Then you do your next race, and so you're just going race to race, and that's your really good hard work. Do you I know who coaches them? Uh, no, some Spanish dude, I think. It'd be really fascinating to look at his programs, isn't it? Because as yeah. you're saying, he's racing so much, and it does seem like your theory is kind of correct that he is using racing as just a way to keep it as top end. Mm. But how does the training work around that? Yeah, so very impressive. A, he doesn't get injured, and he's con- very, very consistent. He's always there or thereabouts, and if he's off, he's only a few seconds off. And yeah, I'd love him to win the Olympics. Yeah, and no, I think it'd be great. I just think if he comes across Iron Man, he's going to be pretty bloody impressive. But got, but but that being said, Fredino's pretty bloody impressive as well. So uh, it was not like he'd just be a shoe in to Harold's win Kona. Uh, he'll be sort of early mid thirties as well. So I'm just finding so this. this week's stat: Javier Gomez. In the last 27 re- weeks, he's raced at least 14 times. So Gomez is 34. So let's say we don't see Javier until two years at the Kona. So another two years, really, because next year he probably won't do it post-Olympics. Oh, I might do. I'd oh, love it if he did. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't oh. be surprised if he did it next year. be awesome if he did. Mm. When's the Olympics? August. Oh, no, sorry, next year. Uh, yeah, no, I'd be surprised if he did it next year. Sorry. I was yeah, wrong. I'd love it if he did it next mm. year, but I doubt it will happen. But So by then, Jan Frodeno is going to be 36. Mm. So he's probably still... Good enough, but yeah. it, it would pretty like next year would be awesome if you could do the Olympics. And then, because coming up at the Olympics, he's gonna be fit, mm. you know, and there's enough time. And it's not like doing an Ironman in August, you know, doing you know, so and you just have to qualify, that's all. But he will need to do an Ironman, won't he? Mm. But if he if he does an Ironman November, mm-hmm. just ticks the box and gets all his points elsewhere, mm. do you have to do more than one Ironman? Oh, you kind of got it, yeah, you do, okay, yeah, okay, <clears throat> unless you go and do a championship race. Okay, well, Gomez is a bit of a legend. Jumbo, one, two, three, four, hafa. Series two from David Braveheart, yes. who sent in a load of topics, and so I'm going to start working through them. This week's one was four best swim sets when training in open water. I'm going to up the ante and go five. All, all his were four. I'm going to go five. Dave, there's a high five. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go five. Yeah. So, number one. This is something that most people do not do is they go into the open water swims or any swims in fact and you spend about 15 minutes warming up. So session number one if you're going to the open water, do very little warm up or no warm up or whatever warm up you're going to do at your race and go straight into one and a half, between one and a half and 4k at a moderately hard effort. So you're actually just practicing your, your Yeah, long just getting swim. straight, or just no warm up, just boom, like a race, oh, okay. straight into race effort and doing it whereas usually people go oh we'll go for a lap around the boats just to get into it and then we'll then we'll do something maybe similar but no no warm at the same time is that wise it's absolutely fine 
Brit Sutton says it's fine. It must be fine. Oh, Here's people fine. standing on the side of the pool and just says dive in and uh, puts the paddle straight on them. You're not going to injure. It's not like you're doing a 50 meter sprint. Yeah. Slightly different story then when you're going into a moderate effort. You do it in a race. You got to get used to it. Yep. So that's but what you'd say you do your out of water warm up. You do whatever warm up you do normally do a race, race okay. which for a lot of people is usually nothing. Yeah, or 100 meters mm. swimming to the start line. Mm. Session number two. Um, one that I quite like doing is uh, if you've got a nice little set of buoys or a boat or something you can go around is doing loops of that um, having a break each loop so say a 500 metre loop and you do descending pace so say you're going uh, say a 2.5k open water swim do 5 laps of that your first one you do warm up take your time have a little rest second one a bit quicker third one a bit quicker fourth one a bit quicker so progressively faster number three uh, it's sort of out and backs and this is a good way to do some hard easy work so you might be standing and to do some race starts so either standing on the beach or the side of the lake or doing a deep water start and then you work really hard out so maybe 100 or 200 meters really hard out and then your recovery is swimming all the way back in turn take a short rest bang it again um, again practicing your, your race starts number four if you've got a group swimming with you um, do some group starts and actually when you do them don't be nice to each other really bunch it up try to keep it really tight it's, we can do these really well when you've actually got a coach there but when you haven't got a coach sometimes you can just be a bit nice to each other but really try to bunch them up and do some sort of 100 to 200 metre group starts and really bang each other around so it's like a race and then number five is pretty similar to what I had as number two. Do like a 500 metre circuit, but make sure you practice your ins and outs because a lot of races these days are two lappers and you have to come out of the swim, uh, come out at halfway. They call it, all the Europeans always call it the Australian exit. Why do they call it that? I don't know. They just, they call it, whenever you're watching the European coverage, they always say the Australian exit. And what's the Australian exit? You come out of the water at halfway in the swim. Oh, and they're coming up to the Australian exit. Almost been started. Maybe it started when the Ironman races, you know, the, the Ironman series or mm, who knows? Uncle Toby's or whatever it was. Anyway, uh, so doing getting a, a Maybe they got that from Australian Surf's try. Could, could do. And then they thought, well, let's do this while we were doing mm. triathlon. Anyway, seems odd. Do a, do a four or 500 metre circuit and basically do a continuous swim, but make sure you come out of the water every lap. And you, again, you treat it like a. You've got a lot of nose oh, hairs no, today. What's happened to your your your, oh, your nose just being here? Lazy because I really annoy me. I, I would go get it, but I'm doing yeah. a show, John. I'm okay, so four or five hundred meter circuits <clears throat> coming in and out of the water every lap, and make sure you treat that again like a race simulation. So most of these, or a lot of these workouts here, are trying to simulate race conditions, not fannying around doing big long warm ups or anything like that. Boom, get into it. And get John, one in. thing I will say is, is it, like when I was in Bali, I did some open water swimming. I actually did about 10 of them jumbo really yeah. did you crack over 100 metres or oh no I was doing a few k each day but um, oh maybe yeah, that sounds like a stretch <laughs> I'm going really I probably did somewhere between a k and 2k yeah. on, on, on 2k probably once and yeah. more around a k most days maybe 1500 yeah. but um, it was really hard to do distance so I was doing a lot of time mm. you know what I mean because you got to get yourself a GPS watch well Oh, I did. It's kind of like time-wise, I was just doing time sets instead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of doing 100 metres, I'd do like 30 seconds hard or something like that. Yep. Not that I was doing 100 metres in 30 seconds. But Counting strokes is a good one to do when you're doing some harder work as well. You know, sort of do like 30 strokes hard, 30 strokes easy. Yep. Um, it's just hard to look at your watch when you're, when you're swimming. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So I tend to go, the best thing to do is... So how do you gauge distancing? Because like, this is all distance-based stuff. I try to do la just landmarks. So you, you either swim really close to a point 
or if you've got boats there, you use them, or you swim across the lake, or, or a lap of the lake. Um, so it doesn't need to be exact, it's more just approximate distances, so you've got a, a point or something to swim to. When's the last time you did an open water swim? Oh, when I was in, um, so near Monaco a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, yep. a couple of weeks ago. Were well, you doing some underwater spying? Yes. You're like Mission Impossible. Have you seen yes. the latest Mission Impossible? No. Oh, that's really good. There's a bit where he goes in the water. Is Tom Cruise in it? Yeah. Yeah, I like Tom Cruise. Why do you like Tom Cruise? Oh, it's, it's Have you fine. seen um, Live, Die, Repeat? No. Oh, it's a great film. He annoys me. Oh, he's an annoying guy, but yeah. a great actor. Yeah. If you want to be annoyed, watch your Scientology documentary, Go and Clear. Then you'd be really annoyed by him. <laughs> uh, that's our high five. Jombo, my open water tip. Yes. Um, use this as a great opportunity to develop your drafting skills. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I always swim above my ability. Mm-hmm. The times I pull out a nine man, I shouldn't have been able to swim. I wasn't that great a swimmer. But you could suck some feet. I knew how to suck some but feet. But you tap the crap out of the person in front oh, of yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Made them go faster because yeah. they get annoyed. It's yeah. a great strategy. Yeah. So, but the thing was, I really put it down to just doing epic camps. Because the epic camps, I just learned the ability to be able to just get in, stay in the peak. You know, I was always I was always at my kind of top end of what I should be swimming, but I was just swimming faster people. Great segue. Oh, do you want I, to come, if you, have, I, have I done something well here? No, no. If you want to come to Epic Camp uh, Light and Kona next year, we've still got some spots available there and it's go. going to be around Ironman time. You get to see Ironman, you get to ride a lap of the island and we do some great open water swimming. We did a cool open water swim across uh, Captain Cook's Monument where Captain Cook got killed last year. It was about 3K there and back. It was Pretty cool. great. What about um, and you France? Get to swim the when's when's the France? France is in July, looking good, pretty much full up. But it will take maybe one or two more, maybe. Um, but it's uh, it's looking good. So that's start of July next year. Game on, game, game on. on. Okay, team, our sponsor. Creatin JB, which is Extreme Endurance Creatin. JB stands for Josh Bridges, which is one, he's one of their big uh, CrossFit guys that they they work with. Got myself bag. I'm going to start cranking at Bevan. Haven't used creatine in years and years and years and years. So I'm going to be giving it a crank. I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a 10k race this weekend. But more importantly, I'm going to mainly use it around the Auckland Marathon. So creatine. It, uh, their creatine is 100% pure creatine monohydrate, enhancing uptake and bioavailability, bio thereby allowing your muscles to quickly absorb and utilize creatine faster. Creatine can help support protein synthesis, which helps muscle growth. Every scoop uh, gives you 4 grams of 100% pure cream creatine and 100 milligrams of lactate. So I'm looking forward to giving it a crack and see what's... I think we normally associate creatine with... Um, with sort of the, the high impact sort of CrossFit sort of people. Well, also weight builders. Weight, weight builders. Yeah. But, uh, I used yeah. it once. It was, yeah. got me pretty big. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a crank because as the Holy Hammer was saying to me the other day, he says, John, when you get to 50, things start to go downhill pretty quickly. And John, I, you got a while to go. I said, Murray, when things get to 39, <laughs> things start to go downhill pretty quickly. I saw the Holy Hammer the other day. I was out, out taking some runners out in the morning. He was out going for a run. Yeah. Yeah, congratulated so, me. Yeah, so... Good on, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give creatine a crack and I'm looking forward to getting back on extreme endurance as well because I've been training for a, for a period and I've got some races coming up and I'm going to start cranking it and I'm not going to have sore legs. I'm looking forward to it. So check it out, xendurance.com. Uh, Kiwis and Aussies, I just had my new big shipment turn up. I've got all the new packaging. It's looking fancy. Belinda was pulling out of the box the other day going, oh, this is nice new packaging. Oh, nice. It looks good. It's a nice package, John. Yes. She says that all the <laughs> time. That all the time. Check it out, guys, xendurance.com. Jumbo, we have no questions and answers. I know. Surely we have. I'm going to look at my emails. Surely there's one question and answer. Oh, well, you've got you to help me out on these. 
Oh, you've you've been working ahead. Oh, John, you know me. Okay. Mr. Efficiency. Oh, you haven't done uh, moose, Marion Herring. I was going to try to help lead you on that one there. Oh, I thought it was moose. It is, but that, we didn't give him that name, so mm. we kind of got to come up. So Moose is a pretty sure he's an orthopedic surgeon. Yep, he's from so Rich, Richmond, Virginia. Uh, rich, because uh, he's from rich man. Yeah, he's got kids as well. I think oh, he's got he's good, two, good two or three kids. Um, qualified for Kona last year and qualified again this year. So first two yep. years he's done it. Took this him a while. To, this it took him a while to crack it and to be able to make it, but he's now sort of got that consistent performance going. Okay, okay, okay. Something like cream it moose. You know what I mean? You know, because he just creams everything in life. And okay. moose, you know, like creaming the moose. There we go. Creaming the moose. <laughs> okay, well, if you're happy with that. <laughs> I'm over the... I'm ecstatic with that one, John. <laughs> creaming the moose. Creaming the cra- <laughs> God. So I had my race at the weekend. I had a JD duathlon at the weekend. Yeah. And we had an eclectic mix of um, good... People out there supporting the cause, supporting the sport. They weren't racing, yep. so they're out Came there supporting. Out to watch. So we had uh, we had the stalker out there. Oh, how's the stalker going? Zania, the stalker, Morrison, and then we had the grinder out there. <laughs> Chrissy, the grinder, McKinley. We had. Uh, Did she like that name? I, like I haven't discussed it with her yet. I saw her at the pool again this morning. And I, <laughs> That's a cold name. Oh, no, she's gonna be too thrilled about that. We had the Holy Hammer out there. Oh, the Holy Hammer. Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. How is Dr. Feelgood? He's good. He's yep. feeling good. Yep. And who else did we have? The Flower Power. Oh, Nadine Voice, yep. Flower Power. Did we have anybody else? I can't think off the top of my head if we had any. But quite an eclectic mix of names. I, was I trying think Grinder goes down as one of her greatest names of all time. I was trying to get Blunder. I was, I was looking at these nicknames last night and saying, Blunder, you got, got any ideas? And she says, your nicknames are crap. Whatever, Blunder. What Blunder Schminder, that's what I say. And apparently this, one of our listeners was had to take the afternoon off work yesterday. He was really sick. Went home, lay in bed and started listening to I Am Talk. And suddenly... Was it perfect again? Feeling fantastic. Oh, we were the perfect drug. So I've okay. Got, so right. wait. So who, you did the barbarian, did you? Uh, yeah. So I've got to try to. Uh, I, I emailed this this fantastic patron and said, how "We're going to have quite a challenge pronouncing your name." He goes, "Oh, you just pronounce it how how it looks." <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how does it go? Tynan, Tynan, and this is, I'll, I'll go my nickname first. Tynan. I kind of thought. Yeah, I get sounds a little bit like Conan, yep. the, Tynan, barbarian. the barbarian. Tynan, there's gold. Tynan, the barbarian. Narawanski. Narawanski. I reckon that's pretty good. No, I'll go Nara. Where yeah. do you think he lives? Oh, it's obvious, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Australia. Australia. There you go. What, 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 what's the origin? I'd say that's either Polish or uh, Russian or something like that. Jeez, imagine being a kid. My, my ex-partner, Annalise, she had like eight different names and some of them you couldn't even say. <laughs> and you think as a kid trying to learn how to spell your name must be hard work, eh? Hey? Mm. Uh, okay, then you gave me the next, you pretty much gave me everything after oh, you that. Did not. Adam Himes? Yeah. Now, I went with Adam Himes here because when I thought of Adam, I thought of, I don't know why I thought of this, but I thought of Robin from Batman and it, Batman and Robin. Right. I thought Chrissy Hines is sort of the. Oh, singer. that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. You could have gone to the Pretender. Mm. Is she the Pretenders? I uh, don't know. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so then. I thought, okay, well, I won't want to call him Batman and Robin, but do you know Robin also has the nickname Nightwing? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so Nightwing. I'm pretty sure it's Nightwing. So Adam Nightwing Himes. I put Nightwig. It's Nightwing. Mm, yeah, it's Nightwing. Yep. Okay. Yep. Rebecca Spears, now she's actually donated to my other show, John, as well. Oh, she's a patron you, of both shows. I thought you would have gone for Brittany. Oh, no, I, I thought of Spears. <laughs> Throwing a spear. Oh. And Brittany, I mean, sorry, Rebecca 
always hits the bullseye. So she's the same. Rebecca, I've given you the same nickname for both shows. Bullseye. Because your bullseye bex. Bullseye bex even works. There you go. <laughs> this is gold. And she's from Wellington, knows the mountains now. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, she'll be coming down to our, our 10 year anniversary. There you go. We, we book, don't book your flight yet. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know when it's happening. <laughs> Uh, can you, you do this one? Can you see where I'm going with this one? Mark Abbey? Oh, yes. SOS. Fernando. Now, what song was that? You, you talk, I'm going to pull it up. Abba. Yeah, yeah but, but what song was it? I can't remember where it goes. Fernando was the name of it. Oh, okay. You, you pull up. You pull yeah, up. I'm put this on. And then the last one we had was Marion Creaming Mo's Hero. <laughs> God, that's what was it creaming it? Was it? Was, was it? it creaming it? Was it creaming the moose? Creaming the moose, whatever it is, you can take it whatever your way you want, but it's not our strongest work. And maybe Belinda was right. No, it's gold. It's gold. It's absolute so gold. So all you guys who have signed up to be fantastic patrons of the show, you're in the draw to join us in Kona next year, um, and just a great way for you guys to support the show, keep us doing what we enjoy doing. Okay, wait a second, John. I'm finding Fernando. I've got it live here at Wembley, but what about just like the original? Great podcast. Oh, no. People love it. Do you like Eva? Yeah, that Eva's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. What I'll do is go, Eva. How's for Fernando? F E R N A N D O. Okay, I'm going to go to the live version. This is fantastic. I'm going to go to the live version. Wait a second. Wait a second. Here we go. Live back in 1979. At Wembley Stadium. Oh, goodness, yeah. You missed John? How many seconds are we allowed to play before we get up? Uh... we talk over and we're okay. Oh, okay. So we're keep talking. Keep talking? Yep. Oh, what, shit. what are we. Oh, Bevan, that's X rated. Are we going to make this show an X rated one that's when right. you put it into so iTunes? Explicit. There you go. Oh. Let's go. What are you feeding your cat? He's ginormous. No, what a fat cat. Oh, I don't know about that. And I'm calling SPCA. That's <laughs> animal cruelty. Fernando. Oh, Abba. Yeah. We're not feeding the cat too much. It just gets fluffy over winter. Okay. No, because we go to the vet. Because mm. Joe, literally John, you're kind of right in some ways. Because back in the past, we went to the vet. And the vet said, your cat's getting a bit fat. Yeah. And I was like, babe. We're fitness mm. professionals. Mm. We, we, we promote health in this society. We can't have a fat cat. So she, the cat's lost some weight, but over winter it blossoms. Mm. And then in summer it leans up. But it's you purely because get, get a treadmill, put your cat That's on the right. treadmill. Come on, Tessa, give me five more. <laughs> five more. I had a question the other day, John, which I thought was a brilliant life question. Yes. Apparently cats can hear better than us. Dogs can, they can hear as well, or dogs mm. just mm. smell. Why don't you they dance? The no. <laughs> you know Because I think If you had a cat That danced Imagine you put a Fernando mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You put your Fernando on And the cat starts dancing Pets would be so much more fun My kids were dancing last night I've got to say It was pretty entertaining Really? They're they, pretty good? Uh, got some unique moves going <laughs> on Tom's got the swimmer Which kind of converts Into a bit of a press up And then yeah, that was he was he was busting some moves. Are you a good dancer, Newsom? I cannot dance. Oh, I've been back it up. I've seen you dance. Oh, I don't know about that. You can pull off the moves. I have to be highly intoxicated. Oh, you were highly at the kind of parties. <laughs> yeah, and I think you danced at my thirtieth. Remember my thirtieth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were pretty intoxicated that night. Possibly. Yeah, that was right. No, 
I am no. They did not hand me a rhythm stick when I was. Born. Does your daughter do dancing? They're like you're going to get dance ballet, lessons. Ballet, bit of ballet. Yep. Yeah, no, she can. She's all right. Thomas, <laughs> he's got my genes there. <laughs> What's happening in your world? Once again, sponsors. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Galactic buffer. And our fantastic patrons. And once again, if you want to become a patron of the show, just go to www.imtalk.me. There's a little patrons page there. You click on the link. There's different options that you can become a patron at and different rewards for that. But everybody who becomes a patron goes in the draw to win a trip to Kona, coming out with the boys in 2016. So... It's been a bit of a weak show on triathlon fronts today, but we're going to have Legends of Triathlon. We're going to do that straight after yes. we've finished here, and it's a fantastic interview Fan with Sarah Springman. I did not know much about her before. Well, who is she, John? So she is sort of one of the pillars of triathlon in the UK. Very smart cookie. Um, very smart. Great She's athlete. got the, the English accent, eh? Which She's makes her sound very smart. very private school. Yeah. I think it was Cambridge she went to. Um, yeah. So very, sounds very private school She's educated. very educated team. And... But also a really great, great athlete, great athlete. Yeah. Um, really good athlete in the sort of 80s and into the 90s so and just done so much for the sport that I never knew about um, not just for the UK but also on the ITU side of things and also um, developing the women's side of things and also been instrumental in getting a para, para triathlon into the um, para games Olympics so actually just really one of those people it. who the reason we are where we are today, she mm. has a big influence on that and uh, pretty had, important stuff. Yeah, these people in ITU and stuff, it's very low profile. You know, we all know Les McDonald. Well, no, a lot of us know about no, Les McDonald. No, I never did until you started talking about him. Um, but cheaper, she's done a lot. And at the end of the day, all, you know, she's one of those people where you go, stuff. "How do you have time?" Yeah, because she's one of those people. Like she's also maybe some high academic person, mm. athlete. She still competes as an athlete. You know, mm. you kind of go, "Where's your minutes in your day?" Mm. So. Cool interview. I really enjoyed it. Didn't know what I was get, we were getting into, and I uh, really enjoyed it. So check that out on legendsoftriathlon.com. She's got a bit of dry British humour as well, which mm. I like. Um, Jombo, my other podcast, Fitness Behaviour, I've released that one with the author of uh, some the Alan Levinovitz, yep. uh, The Gluten Lie. It's very, very good interview, guys. So if you cool. want to check that out, go check that out because it's um, – yeah, I've got some really good feedback from people saying it's pretty fascinating stuff. So if you want to check it out, go to uh, – I'll put a link to it in this week's show notes. Uh, Jombo, what's your goss? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we had JD Duathlon at the weekend. The forecast was it? What what race was it? It was race number two, and it was in Hallswell. And we had a really unique run. It was basically a two point seven five k run that was around a park and up this killer hill, killer downhill, rocks everywhere and stuff. People are loving it. Yeah, a couple of hills on the bike course. Ugh. Forecast: sleety showers. The race organisers' worst nightmare oh, is weather. Worse. It's just oh, what are we going to do? Because even though you've got your sign up, people won't turn up, and you, you want mm. people with you. Uh, so. It went really well, and we got there in the morning. I'm going. It, it was really crap weather during the night. Got there, frosty, blue skies. Got a little bit of wind towards the end, but oh, was it just such a relief when you have decent weather when you're doing winter events? So that was all good. And What's the next race? Because there's three, isn't it? A couple of weeks time, we've got the next one is in Tightap. So if you're in Christchurch or in the Christchurch region, jdevents.co.nz for the next one. Okay. Any other goss? No, that really took up my weekend. What about this week? This week, I get a bit of free time uh, starting next week. Packing the kids and Belinda off to go skiing on Saturday. We're going down. Get rid of the family. Yeah, going down with the in-laws. Because then we're going away the sort of about a week after, and I can't really take Uh, a week and then another week off. So packing them off with the in-laws. 
packing them off and uh, I'll have four days at home by myself to try to get ahead, which would be quite good. What do you do? Because you tend to stay with your routine, don't you? You tend to still get up and do the work that you normally do. But with the free time is when at night time, for example. I'll be cracking the work. I'm getting, oh, I'm getting ahead. Oh, it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing exciting. Uh, i got a 10K race on Saturday. Going to be really interested to see how that goes. Where's it going to be? Governor's Bay to Littleton. 10K oh, up and down hills. What are you hoping? If I can get under 36, it's a really hilly course, so I'm usually quicker than that. But if I can get under 36, I'll be pretty happy. If I get close to 35 flat, I'll be ecstatic. My friend Duncan and I, well Duncan's one of my really good friends and he's just, he's lived in Australia for the last few years but he's just come back to Christchurch and we always had this thing called the 10k medal mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little you trophy. You always rigged it so you won. Yes. No, no, I got schemed because I got schemed because at his wedding he had a 10k race for the, for the trophy mm-hmm. and I won it by country mile mm-hmm. but I went off course a little bit because it, mm-hmm. Let's be honest. The course. You're just like that lady. <laughs> Let's go back and retrospect. No, because I didn't win. I didn't oh, get to win. Okay. Yeah, because they had to vote at the wedding. Yeah. And no one voted for me. Yeah. I won by about six minutes. Yeah. And uh, and admittedly, I did run across the busiest road in Brisbane at the time. It's about yeah. killed. Yeah. And uh, and admittedly, I didn't really listen to the race briefing, so it was partly my own fault. Mm-hmm. But it was also very confusing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there was no markers out there. They had mm-hmm. no marshals on the course. No GPS coordinates. But so I do have the current. But the thing with, with the medal is you have to... Yes. You have to <laughs> exactly like my son. I didn't win. But no, I won. I mean, no, I, no, I, won, no. I won. No, I didn't win. I did win, but I didn't win. This is I did win, but I didn't get the... I'm, but I'm, I, I went back name. and I, I, I challenged for it again. Mm-hmm. So I am the current holder. Okay. Now, I haven't really been running a lot in a while. Duncan's back in the city and, and it's kind of... Porno can challenge for it. Mm. And, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if Porno's a bit quicker than me right now. Mm. I reckon Porno, what do you reckon Porno would pull he out 10K? He hasn't been coming to Monday Night Run. Oh, in that case, he's screwed. Mm. Mm. How, what do you reckon Porno could pull out 10K in? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. It'd be, be under, under 40, somewhere, somewhere sort of highish 30s, sort of maybe 38. So maybe, Porno challenges me for the thing. Because the thing is, if they challenge, you have to accept. Yeah. If you, if, otherwise, you relinquish our yeah. amazing trophy, which I've, God knows where it is. But. Yeah. Um, so if Porno challenges me Which hopefully doesn't listen to the show this week Because mm. I'm not really sharp right now John So it's a 10k head to head race Yep Yeah yep. yep. Yeah. Duncan I still think I could pop out Duncan Yeah But Porno Yeah Because he's training for Boston Yeah Boston Yeah Boston You'd be, going, you'd be under 40 easy so. John I went, for, I went for three runs last week Did now Woo woo did a hard 8k oh, I did 8k in 30 about 34 but I kind of cruised the first bit and then pushed the second bit mm-hmm. and then I did another just easy half an hour so I'm just getting back into it mm-hmm. my body seems to be pretty good mm-hmm. that's good that's encouraging Jumbo, there's a date oh there is a date goodness you move quickly no mucking around we bought the ring yeah yeah. I'll tell you what tell you easy about buying the ring yeah so Joe 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 had obviously gone to the shop beforehand yeah <laughs> And she came back and she uh, she actually had been at the shop and she came back and she said, oh, she, she, oh she, there's so many criteria of rings, mm-hmm. isn't there? Mm-hmm. The colour. The carrot. The carrot, all this crap. Yeah. It was like, you know, what, you know what I went, John? <laughs> Over my head. Yeah. Love it. Go Love. for it. So then we went in on Friday, went in and looked at these rings. No lies. Half an hour later, walked down to the shop and bought a ring. Did you haggle? Did you get the price? Oh, you can do a bit better than that, buddy. Oh, I didn't even do that, John. Oh. Didn't even do that at all. What's the... Best price you can do on that. Oh, I didn't even think to do that. And you know me, I'm tight ass. Yeah. And so it's being made. 
Mm-hmm. So she doesn't actually have it yet. It's a couple mm-hmm. of weeks away, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. you know. And I, I did make a fatal error mm-hmm. because uh, she she goes uh, what, uh, by rings. I said, "Why don't you go do it with one of your friends?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't. There. She goes, well, "Isn't this something we do together?" I was like, "Oh, yeah. what, what part do I actually play in this?" So I went along, and I was really interested, John. Good, really interested. And so we bought a ring. So that's that's official now. The ring's done, and we haven't got the exact date. Mm-hmm. Early seventeen. So early lockout 17. early 17. Yep. Oh my goodness. 18 months, that's about yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. Some January, February, March. Okay. Christchurch? Yeah, we're going to do Christchurch. Okay. Yep, yeah. yep. We're going to do Christchurch. Well, we're pretty sure we're going to do Christchurch. Yeah, fun time working out your uh, your invite list. Yeah, you're a Z grade celebrity around here. Lots of people mate, think, mate, think mate, they're going to get it up. I'm at least a W. Let's get this right, first of all. Uh, <laughs> or your gym class will think, oh, I know Bevan, I come over. I've been coming every week for 10 years. The, the, He's got to invite me. The thing for me is, I kind of would like to have an aspect where everyone could come. Mm-hmm. I, like I would actually like to because you know like uh, the thing that's nice to like as much as like I th- always think that I'm quite well known in Christchurch mm-hmm. but it's not like a TV person where you don't know the people you, that know you mm-hmm. like the people who know me I know so mm-hmm. you do have these kind of lots of relationships and obviously there's lots of people I can't invite but I, 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 like I like to have a component of the day where just anyone can come along and it could just be quite a fun party. they can all pay for it and then you don't have to pay for anything well that's what I was thinking almost what you could do if it's a nice day is you could set up some kind of like food Area and get a couple kind of you can make food truck money off of your things. wedding. Do <laughs> 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 it for a profit. Yeah, <laughs> do a Kickstarter. <laughs> this is a great plan. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do it, John. Yeah, <laughs> retire off my wedding. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then and then there'll be an aspect of the day which is more intimate. But right. God knows, John, there's a lot to think about, and yeah, I don't want to spend too much money. Yeah, you know? but I think it's inevitable. It's going to be happening because the thing is. Because I think, well, I don't mind spending money on certain aspects. You know, mm-hmm. like if it's got to be having people having fun, it's good. And then Shojo was talking about the invitations, and I thought oh, we can just email them out. Because who cares nowadays, eh? Mm-hmm. It, you know, you get the date, you get the time, you're invited. Mm-hmm. Email, I can do some pretty email. Yeah. He goes, oh no, I want to do the invites. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. <laughs> ching Get the website. A website? Yeah. You know, website nowadays for a wedding. People seem, seem to do it these days. Ah, oh, Squarespace. Yeah. <laughs> do the free account. Yeah. <laughs> oh, John. Right, let's get this Legion show down and dusted. Okay. Iron Rust. No, I mean, I- train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick hard. hard.